Hello and welcome to One on Young with your host Sean Joseph Young. This is a free podcast available via Jellycast or iTunes. It will and always will be free for you, the listeners, and those who walk past the listeners. But if you would like to advertise and you think your product would be beneficial to my beautiful listeners, I've skipped something here, but it doesn't really matter. Do email me at oneonyoung at gmail.com. Hello. Sorry, I'm holding a phone. That is receiving things. The slag. <laughs> How you doing? You guys all right? I'll quickly update about uh, things I've been doing. Um, the 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 casting that I mentioned last week, the redemption casting that I've called it, went brilliantly. Uh, if I do say so myself. It went really, really well. I'm really happy with how it went. I mean, going from absolutely terribly, you know, three years ago to actually knowing my lines, not making a mistake whatsoever, making them laugh. And what was slightly comforting is that I met up with Lila. Then just that, it was just that really. Uh, I met up with Lila uh, earlier in the week and I told her about the casting and how horrible the casting three years ago went. And she went, oh, it was exactly the same for me, which was, I felt, it was like, oh, it's not just me who had a horrible casting. I mean, she she actually performed fine. It was just the casting director was a bit of a douchebag to us. So it's okay. Everything's okay. We're all safe, aren't we? It's impending doom. I know we're all going to die one day, but it's doesn't really matter. No. Um, also, another thing. As you know, I, I'll just add that into the fan section. So the fan section seems larger than it usually is. You know, the one question. Uh, fan section. Da, da, da. So on, so forth. Da, 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 da. Thanks, Dan. Um, the, uh, the, the question I've, I've been asked uh, a few weeks ago, actually, so it kind of shows how reliable I am with this, is do I take donations? Uh, to do the show, do, you know, they were asking if there's anywhere they can send their money to, as if I was a charity. Uh, which, I mean, obviously it's really nice to them, really, really nice to them, and I thank you very much for uh, being interested in giving me money, because, I, well, money's good, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it good? Um, you know, but thank you very much anyway, and uh, no, no, there isn't any way you can uh, send in donations. Um, I just kind of feel, you know, I'm doing this out of fun, and if you give me donations, it kind of, it just kind of feels as if I haven't earned the right for you to even donate whatsoever. Just give it to a charity, in my name or something like that, that's fine, that's nice of you. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about maybe doing some sort of merchandising, so if at least... So if at least you want to give some money, you get signed in return, other than, you know, my eternal gratitude, which actually doesn't mean a lot in this society. So I'll just, you know, I'm going to get on with the uh, merchandising thing, or just not do it at all. But, but thank you very much for being uh, interested in actually donating, and I really appreciate that. And hopefully I can return the favour by giving you something to maybe buy if you'd like, or just don't. I just listen to it, just download it, and I'm happy with that. Thank you very much, though. All right, my, my guest for today is Bennett Aaron, who was one of the writers on Which Is Which I met him uh, during a writer's meeting. We just got along. We got along really well. And he just, you know, it's good. It's good to get along well uh, with the writers of a show you'll be working on anyway. So I did it all deliberately. <laughs> uh, so it was good. And... We got along really well, and, you know, we're good friends and stuff like that, so, you know, we hang out, so it's nice, and it's nice to have him on the podcast, because not only is he a writer, but he's also a really good comedian, a comedian who's been working for a really long time, and as someone who's really, really interested in stand-up comedy, it was just nice to pick his brain and uh, fire out my insecurities at, because uh, I, I received I received an email, because I, I mentioned that I wanted to do stand-up again, uh, I think it was in the first podcast of the second series, I wanted to start doing it again, and I received an email saying that I was too pretty to be taken uh, to be taken seriously as a stand-up comedian, and you know, there's there's people listening in going, "Oh, well, he's just he's just given you some sort of backhanded compliment, hasn't he?" But I've seen it as you can't do this certain thing. No matter, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's gone. You're too good at comedy to be good at stand-up. I still feel as if he's restricted me, and I got quite upset about it. So it's just be nice to. It was just nice to mention it to Bennett and see what he actually thought um, about it. it I'm, I, w- I didn't mention it just so you go, guys go, oh, you're, you are pretty, because that is literally 
I, I'm not that person. I just... Uh. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, ben, it's awesome. So I hope you enjoy all of it. All of it and more. And if there's a little bit of silence at the end, I hope you enjoy that as well. So have a good listen. I love you all. Thank you very much for supporting and being really supportive. I, I you know... I've done three episodes, uh, one episode having two parts, and, you know, I've had some really good feedback, and I really appreciate everything, so, you know, thank you for downloading, I really, genuinely, thank you very much, and have a good night, or morning, or afternoon, or like anything, just be happy, okay, just be happy, alright, I love you guys, alright, enjoy the podcast, see you guys, see stopped. Even though I've gone deaf. <laughs> uh, it stopped doing it. Oh. Oh. Are they outside just going, I know they're recording. I'm going to do this. And they're constantly doing this. Can you hear them? Yeah. And only a tiny bit. I'll screw it. I'll just start the podcast. If, if you guys can hear that, I've been recording. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, only for like... Am, a, am I, I too far away? Or am I okay? Cause I, I tell you why, because I've got pin in my back. Um, like an old man. You know what? I can, I can move the mic towards well, I suggest you. Let's you do, do that because I've got a healthy back. Yeah. To which I bought Being off eBay. That much younger. Uh, yeah. Until I make that sound. <laughs> 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 I'm really sorry, guys, if you can hear that. Um, there's only one person in this room. So when I say guys, I mean the people listening. The one person. Um, but if you guys can hear the, uh, the, the sound, the sound that's me um but there's like a drilling sound outside i'm really sorry if you guys can hear that but i, ca- I can't stop them because they're more muscular than me but uh, bennett you 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 do stand up you must have played worse i, I want to know why you're speaking to people and pointing outside like they can see <laughs> what you're pointing because they can feel the waves of air changing as i move my hand towards it I, okay guys guys seriously listen to this and then tweet me or whatever and guess what side left or right i'm actually pointing okay i'm doing it now if you get it right I'll, i don't know what i'll give you what should i give them what should i give them they've got a 50 percent chance of getting it right well that's a good that's, that's good numbers i'm not gambling man well, give them all a pound all the pounds. Everyone who gets it right, give what? them a pound. No, because there's going to be certain people that are going to send left and right. They're going to send both tweets. No, y- y- what you, am I supposed you, to do you've then? You've made this awful financial <laughs> situation for yourself. Bennett, you've done stand-up. Have you, have you played worse gigs than this? What? what the, to than one this? person? What's it? Sitting yeah. on the floor in somebody's living room whilst people are drilling outside. No, no, no. You've topped every bad gig Come on! I've ever done. <laughs> yes. Uh, have you done Edinburgh before? Have you done no research on me at all? Really? <laughs> Nothing? Well, we're friends, so I don't have to do research. We just converse, have and this is my research. Have you done Edinburgh? Uh, yeah, I've done Edinburgh. I've done three solo shows, and <clears throat> um, the first time I did Edinburgh, I was part of the BBC New Comedy Awards. Oh, sweet. Where I was the runner-up with Peter Kay. I don't know what happened to his career, but mine's just rocketed, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, also, Justin Lee Collins did uh, was also in the Comedy Awards that year. In fact, right. my, that's, that's my a good row of people. Well, <laughs> do you know my uh, my CV? My CV used to say um, was in the BBC Comedy Awards with Justin Lee Collins and wrote for Freddie Starr. My CV is getting shorter <laughs> yeah. as the days go on. I, I tell you who, who I also accidentally uh, wrote for once was Jim Davidson. And I say accidentally because I wrote in a show called um, Commercial Breakdown, which I thought was going to be hosted by Jasper Carrot, who'd done the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, on the day and I was writing and um, they said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, Jim will love this. And mm. I assumed Jim was a producer or something. Yeah. And uh, anyway, with that, Jim Davidson walked in and I went, oh, okay. So I took the producer to one side and I said, I, I didn't know Jim Davidson was doing it. And yeah, yeah, it's changed. Jasper Carrot couldn't do it. So Jim Davidson's doing it. I, I wasn't very happy about it. Again, I don't agree with his political stance. Yeah. Well, what was... Uh, and I have to say, in his... Well, I was going to say in his defence, but one thing about him which cannot be denied, he is a brilliant comedian. His comedy timing, uh, I've never seen anything. He looked through the script and went, yeah, great, got that. And that was it, just one 
quick look through. It's all on auto cue, but yeah. one quick look through, and he did it in front of a studio audience, and every single punchline he got. I mean, his timing was impeccable. Mm. Didn't miss a beat. Absolutely brilliant. As he beat a small Indian boy. Um. Uh, but what was funny? We were sitting at the at the bar afterwards, having a drink. And he said to me, uh, "That Guinness is a bit dark." <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh. Sure. Um, he uh, he said to me, "Look," he said, "You're um, you're one of these alternative comedians." And I went, "Yeah." He went, "Can you t- tell me if you think this joke is racist?" Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. "All right." He said, "These three black guys." Went, All right, let, let me stop you for just just a second. Does the punchline have anything to do with the colour of their skin? So he went through the joke in his head, and he went, "Yeah." I went, "Well, then probably it is going to yeah. be racist." He couldn't understand. He said, you know, he said, people call me racist, they call me sexist. As he's talking to me, um, there's a girl behind the bar. As he's talking to me, he went, yeah, he said, so it's really weird that... Oh, hang on, hang on a minute, mate. Uh, Oi, darling, darling, yeah, two more pints, love. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm saying, and I went, wow. I'm oblivious to, you know, to the way he was. I did, I did stand up. For a little bit. I'm not going to... Could you tell me if this joke is racist? And if you say yes, I'll continue to use it. Um, I, f- I felt when I did it... Because, I mean, the first gig I ever did was um, upstairs uh, in a pub. Um, it was with my uncle, and it was awkward. Um, it was to, like a, like, a bunch of soldiers and stuff like that. And it just seemed as though the only jokes that they'd like were me taking the piss out of people. Although they didn't like my poem about Fritzl, but that doesn't matter. Um, it's it Genuinely, <laughs> they didn't like it for some reason. Do you still remember it? I No, no, I don't. But, but um, I mean, I was going to say it's on my laptop, but it's on my old laptop, to which I had to burn um, after... Where's where that laptop? In the in the basement? It's, it's, it's chained up. Um, but <laughs> you were looking at me going, you're not going to go with this joke, are you? <laughs> yeah, okay, you did. Okay, that's good. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and it felt as if... I mean, I'm not sitting there going, a couple of racist jokes would have worked there as well, but it was, you know, because I didn't really gauge the audience as proper, I guess. But I feel as if, you know, sometimes I might be able to, I might be pandering to a crowd that would prefer me to go for more of a... You know, in politically correct sort of joke, to which would hurt, but I don't. Yeah, I've played clubs where you sort of know what, um, what would work, and you go, "I'm not going to go that way." At well, yeah. I haven't got the material. Mm. Um, uh, but I've noticed the things. I mean, comedy has changed a lot over the last um, couple of years. Mm. Audiences have changed. Audiences' attention span has changed. A lot of it, I think, is down to um, television. I think there's too much stand-up on television. A lot of it doesn't work. Mm. Um, And I think an audience's expectation is to watch an act for seven minutes and go, okay, yeah, 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 enjoy that. Oh, why is he still on stage? Because Mm. that's what they're used to seeing on TV. Also, when watching it on TV, they'll chat or they'll go to the loo. So this Mm. mentality stays with them when they go to clubs. Mm. And when... You know, you turn to artists and go, oh, you know, can you be quiet because, you know, I'm I'm doing my job. Yeah. They, they're bemused by it. Mm. They're like, well, we're really talking. You right. Go, yeah, but that's that's sort of rude and sort of spoiling it for other people in the club. Yeah. But a lot of the time the audiences just don't see it. Or they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, maybe we should be quiet. And not shut across the table going, I'm going to the bar, what do you want to drink? So That's, that's that terrifyingly strange. disrespectful and I just don't yeah. understand why... I mean, because, you know, hecklers are, you know, as soon as you get a heckler, that's sort of like, it could either make or break the stand-up routine. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, heckling I've got no problem with at all. I mean, I used mm. to be scared witless about it when I first started. That's the thing that, you know, um, my stand-up um, used to be all gag, gag, gag. And the reason it was, I didn't want to give a heckler a time to shout anything out. Yeah. Now, in a way, I don't mind it at all. And, you know, you can use it for your own benefit mm. i mean sometimes if a gig isn't going as well as you want it to it can it can turn it around yeah occasionally if a gig's going really well and somebody does it it can of course spoil it i mean there are loads of occasions where hecklers come up to you afterwards and go if that was me helping you out there you got i was doing fine yeah i was doing fine yeah. without you. i didn't you know, know this what? was a double act that, uh, uh, that whole laughing thing was really what i was looking for <laughs> yeah i was looking for laughing and not yeah. you shouting out that you yeah think my shirt's gay or something like that yeah 
But I, I mean, it must be, it must be, I mean, because with, with heckling, it's a very direct thing. They're heckling you. They're creating a sort of conversation, a one-on-one conversation with you while an audience watches. And you can directly abuse or carry on with what they're saying. You know, there's loads of options. But if you just watch, if while you, you're doing your stand-up and you just end up, you know, peering at two people just having a conversation... What am I supposed to say because you haven't exactly directly spoken to me? I have no idea what you guys are saying. How do you how do you tend to like deal with that? Do you go could you not or? Well, no. I think going. I mean, the, the, there seems to be um, there seems to be this odd thing with with audiences at the moment. As I was saying, that the fact that they they don't understand it's being disrespectful to mm. speaking because because they're they're new to live stand up um, a lot of the time. So. And also, they just assume it's a, like if you go and see a band, then you you you, you might talk, you might go to the bar because it's just music playing, and sometimes that they have the same mentality. So yes, you can say you know, do you mind? There there, there are stock heckle put downs that uh, people use. Things like um, where do you learn to whisper in a helicopter? Not something I've ever said myself, and something Good. I don't I don't uh, particularly understand. A why would somebody ever do a course in learning how to whisper? Yeah, the implication being um, you, you're you shouting instead of whispering, yeah. which I think would be a much better thing to say to somebody as opposed yeah, to them very, going... It's very direct. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there are some people that, you know, even use these types of, you know, stock put-ups in their set because they get laughs. Yeah. Um, so I think it's... I, th- I think it's... Uh, you, you have to address it. But there are some... It happened to in a gig um, two nights ago, where it's a packed room, it was really nice, and I and I knew there were two people talking somewhere in the room. Right. But when yeah. you've got a room of 350, 400 people, yeah. and every time I stopped to try and hear where it was coming from, the talking stopped. Mm. So it was just... That's bizarre. Yeah, it's just really... So you can't do anything about that. And you know that people are looking around getting annoyed. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, of course, audiences, some audience members will turn around to other audience members and go, shh. Yeah, and we, trying to do your job for you, which is nice. Which is which is very. Pleasant. I've seen a fight break out when somebody said, "You know, quiet." And I went, "Why?" And I went, "Well, because you know, there's a comedian on stage." Yeah. yeah. Well, I pay good money. Well, so have I. Yeah. And it's just, and then a fight broke out. So there's a lot of, yeah, not a lot, but there there are some ignorant audience members who don't understand the etiquette behind it. Yeah. But you can imagine that those are the ones that would be rude under any scenario. Those are the ones who would mm. sit on a tube and have their music playing loudly yeah yeah so you know you can't do anything about those unfortunately you could kill them I, I, no 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 you, you, no? you can't no oh. I, I found that out the hard way oh jesus yeah yeah yeah. Oh. Uh, no because that leads to a prison sentence right yeah so i i, I mean that's fair yeah i mean i'm no longer gonna do stand-up now that's no point really well you don't have to kill people that's what i'm saying oh what I mean, i'm sure i'm sure i do surely yeah then don't do stand-up Oh. I mean, if you see that as your only alternative, it's, right. it's stand-up's not for you. Oh, is he... I, I suggest but... being a hitman. Oh, okay. I was going to be tube driver instead, but, I mean... It's more money. Yeah, I guess so, and... £40,000. 40, 40000 quid. I think it's £40,000 to be a tube driver. Jesus. That's yeah. Pretty... What about hitman? You must know this. Uh, how much is that? Yeah. Well, it depends on the hit, obviously, um, because it's on a sliding scale. So, uh, you know, you kill somebody that nobody really likes, get a fiver. Right. Um, uh, kill somebody that actually quite a few people liked, uh, then you get £150 plus VAT. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So, okay, you get VAT as well. And expenses. Okay. Um, do we have to pay a tax on that? I just... Well, a lot of it's under the table, really. But um, it's it's the expenses that it can, you know, because the, the, the hit could be 150 quid, but say it's in, you know, Italy, for mm. example, well, you're going to want to have a proper flight, not like a charter flight. You're going to want to stay somewhere nice. Um, yeah. The gun is going to be part of your rider. Right. For a start, yeah, uh, you're yeah. not going to supply your own bullets. No, so it way. all mounts up. So if something yeah. that starts off 150 quid, it's going to be about 35, 40 grand by the time you're finished. That's fair enough. But I mean, if you 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 shouldn't, you know, travel first class. Surely, though. I mean, well, what what hitman is going to travel second class? Or you well, I mean, you know, you don't want to keep your notoriety up. It's... No, that's it. That's what they expect. That's what they, they don't expect a hitman to travel first class. You're going to go to first class. You're going to go. There's no way. That there's a professional killer in here. This is mainly businessmen and Jordan. Aren't they the same? It's not the same. Not in the I mean, light. Jordan eyes of the kills law. literature. She, uh, uh, she and I have a lot in common. Um, 
I've never read one of her books, neither is she. So there's a lot of things that she and I um, um, have, uh, have in common. And mm. one day we'll meet up and chat about it. Yeah, and the plastic surgery? Uh, yeah, mine didn't go uh, all that well. She had a massive boob job. And I, as I saw on the programme the other day, have ten stone testicles. Oh, God. And a skin change. <laughs> yeah, it was a waste of money, the whole thing. <laughs> but you got a documentary out of it. Yeah. So that's pretty but good. Just nobody recognises me anymore. <laughs> you do look slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about that? It's not true. I haven't really had... No, no. <laughs> that, was, that was just a joke. So no, no, no. That I, wasn't me in the documentary. I know I'm not a morning person, but this is... <laughs> I'm not that falling for that okay. as much. But I was wanting to talk about that. Is it morning? Is it, is it morning? Is it morning? Is it morning? It's 11 Does it count? The, the thing you sort of... Was it this morning, the programme you were going to oh, go on? Oh, the programme was Oh, yeah. OK. Uh, no, it was... Um, uh, Daybreak? Is it Daybreak? Yeah. Is it Daybreak? Daybreak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... When was it? Last week. When um, they were doing uh, an item on identity theft, and mm. I don't know if you remember this, but I'm a world-renowned um, speaker and expert on identity theft. Apparently, mm. um, I've been on. You know, I've been on Sky News, Channel Four News, BBC News, and what's funny is that every time they go on, they put you know they put the caption up with your name every single time. They've put my name the wrong way around and put me up as Aaron Bennett, which is brilliant, doing a thing about identity theft, and they've got my name the wrong way. Yeah, it also Excellent. sounds like some sort of Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> For what? Give me a minute. <laughs> it's the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, just... Because what happened exactly? Well, yeah, I... so, so, they, um, so they're doing this thing. So they contacted me and said, um, Hello, you're Bennett Allen, the world renowned expert on identity theft. And I said, yes. Um, and they said, would you, would you come in um, and talk to us on the television? And I said, yeah. So I um, so I went, it's half past six in the morning or something. It was ridiculously early. They said, we could put you up in a hotel in London overnight. I said, fine. So um, I went down, stayed in a very nice hotel. They got a taxi for me in the morning, took me to the studio. I was sitting in the studio and they went, um, you're going to be on in 10 minutes. Can you just talk about how you lost your identity and how you, you, you <laughs> stole the identity of the Home Secretary and all this? I mean, yeah, fine. Uh, about to go on, they went, uh, right, well, it's been cut. Went, what? No, it's, it's we're, we're cutting. 10 minutes before. We're, we're cutting that. Yeah, the, the, yeah we're, we're cutting the item. Sucks. I went, why? Uh, well, a couple of things. There's something broken about um, a hospital and Jordan's got a new book. I went, what, what do you mean? Oh, Jordan's have just finished a book. I went, what, reading it? The, what, what, what do you mean? In just, the last ten minutes? Anyway, for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, so I was um, I was bumped for, uh, amongst other things, Jordan, which is how my whole career has gone, <laughs> really. I um, mean, you nearly, you nearly dated Peter Andre, didn't you? I, I almost dated Peter Andre. I was almost a page three girl. So, yeah, I'm not doing that. And just like Jordan, um, I've written a book... The only difference, well, I say just like Jordan, um, I've uh, I've written a book, um, and unfortunately nobody will publish my book, um, as you're aware, because I'm a man, it, whereas Jordan isn't. It, it was about being a female, though. That's the that's the main problem. Well, that was the my me and my boobs. It was called. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been to be honest. I've been a bit annoyed about this, and I know friends of mine are. are, are bored of hearing it but um yeah i wrote a book and i sent it to um all the top publishers in the country who all went this is brilliant really really funny good romantic fiction mm. um good um romantic comedy the only problem with it is the fact that you know, nobody will buy a romantic comedy written by a man so we're not going to publish it mm. and i went well that's ridiculous and they went no hardly ever works if you were a woman we'd publish this hey hey yeah so I'm saving up money <laughs> <laughs> to change my name to Jordan. <laughs> so yeah, so that 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 that's annoyed me a bit because it's got it's got some you know got some nice quotes on there from comedians saying how funny it is and how much they like it, but no publisher will do it, and that's what they've said to me. The literally, top publishers have come back and gone, yeah, if you're a, if you're a woman, we'd publish this, make millions, but you're a bloke. So I've been told I, should, I need to change my name, which I don't really want to. What to Aaron Bennett? <laughs> To Angela Bennett. Angela Bennett. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I feel I don't want to change my name to get it. That, that just seems... Well, it seems sexist 
it's, for, it for is a little thing. bit. It is yeah. a little bit sexist. Um, yeah, so I've been a bit. But anyway, let's not uh, dwell on. I mean, do you have any? Do you, I mean, would you make another book? Maybe not to do with um, romance well, or. Um, well, I am writing a book uh, the one fun enough about um, identity romance. theft. <laughs> <laughs> about a romantic comedy about identity theft. Um, now I'm writing a book about um, you know what happened to me and um, and making a documentary and. Are you making another documentary? No, I'm writing about it. I did oh, okay. do another documentary actually. Did, did you see the one I did the um, the kosher comedian? Yeah, yeah, about being uh, Jewish and Welsh. Yeah, more or less about following my family's roots. But that was yeah. So I've done so I've done two documentaries. Um, the the. Um, how to Steal an Identity was the mm. first one I did, which I also directed and And that was BAFTA shortlisted, wasn't it? And uh, I was BAFTA shortlisted, thank mm. you very much. That's um, OK, I didn't mind doing that for you. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, and then I did the one, The Kosher Comedian, um, which I really enjoyed doing and found out um, lots of interesting stuff and went home and did stand-up um, in front of old school friends who <laughs> literally were old. I don't know what's <laughs> happened to them because I've, I've kept my youthful looks yeah. and they've all aged really, really badly. So, um, yeah. I mean, it helps because you're a time traveller, so it's OK. I mean, we, sorry, because you're not a time traveller, yeah, so it's OK. <laughs> um, so it's the only thing we don't discuss. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm now going to go back and erase the fact you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long have you done stand-up for? Um, I started in 97, mm. so, um, did I? Yeah, 97, so what... Yes, you did. Whatever that is, 16 years. <gasps> Jesus, that's a long time. Do you, do you feel as if stand-up has changed at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, audiences have changed. Audiences, I don't know what audiences want anymore. Mm. Um, I Love. Don't, I don't think they, maybe they want a big hug. <laughs> um, I, I don't know... Material from people has changed. Um, there's um, there's a fast track now. Stand up has suddenly become because of TV. It's become a career, and people are going into it with um, a business plan. Right. The first person I ever saw do this, who did it perfectly, was Jimmy Carr. Jimmy mm. Carr knew what he wanted to do, and yeah. he was a successful businessman prior to being a stand up and, and very wealthy guy, a clever guy, and went. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Edinburgh. Um, I'm going to get my own show. I mean, he, he planned out what he was going to do. And, you know, good luck to him. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And now you've got a lot of um, up-and-coming younger comics going, oh, yeah, I, I want to be the next Russell Howard or, you know, or Russell Kane or, or another Russell. Um, and Russell Peters. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and you just... And, that, and what they do is that, you know, they get picked up by one of the big um, agencies... Mm. And they're fast-tracked through. Um, so from doing open spots, they're suddenly doing an Edinburgh show and then they're on TV. But, uh, you know, fine. For them, it's fine, except that there's no longevity in it. They mm. say that, you know, to be um, a good stand-up, you've got to do, you know, 12, 13 years minimum to, to learn the craft. And, and I think it's true. And I think about 12, 13 years ago, I suddenly... And it sounds really ridiculous, but I suddenly knew who I was as a stand-up. I, if you like, found my voice on stage. Up yeah. until then, I had, as I said, I'd done one-liners, I'd done gags, um, and I suddenly thought, yeah, that that was me when I first started. That isn't me now. And now I do much more true stories, and I find yeah. comedy in true stories, which I enjoy mm. much more. So it's not all um, not all gag-based. Yeah. Um, and what I think is going to happen with a lot of these comics, they're going to have a very good couple of years, and then that'll be it. Yeah. Because, A, they're not... A lot of them are not writers, so a lot of them have people writing for them. Mm. Um, I've done it myself. I've written for a few comedians um, on TV shows and on the circuit because I started off as a writer before I was a stand-up. And I think, that what's going to have this? just going to fade out, and then the next lot will come in. Mm. But a lot of it is being taken over by the big companies, by the big agencies, because the agencies um, also are the production companies. Right. So they put their acts on their own programmes. Yeah. And, you know, you can't compete with that. So unless you're with the big agencies, really, nowadays, you know, it doesn't matter how, how good you are, you're, you're not really going to progress. Yeah. Unfortunately. That makes me really sad because I, I, I kind of... Because I haven't done stand-up much, but the way I view stand-up, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of stand-up and everything, I just kind of feel as if... It's more about being able to tell the truth 
you know, like, you know, obviously if you're just doing one-liners, there's no, yeah. uh, like, huge truth and, you know, a reveal yeah. of your character. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, stories like, you know, true stories that you do and stuff like that, it's like, you know, purveying truth and sort of like... Because you know, I, I feel as a stand-up is probably one of the only formats where you can actually talk. You know, you can actually say what you want to say yeah. with, with, you know, with relative freedom. Just the, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you if you can't think of your own stuff, but you've got, but you you know, you can't write your own stuff, but you know, you've got comedic timing, yeah. And you feel as if you know, I want to be a stand up, but I can't write for shit, yeah. I kind of feel, you know, if that's what you want to do, you want to do. But I kind of see stand up as you know, something of yourself that you're it bearing is. out. Into, I, I into think the so. Um, I mean, people that it's quite funny because I I get asked. I talk about being Jewish and Welsh on stage, mm. and I have people come up to me and go, "Oh, that you know, that's very funny, pretending you're Jewish and Welsh." And you go, "Well, why would I do that?" Yeah, uh, that's, such a re- that's a very specific yeah. thing to pretend. But people, oh, they believe that I'm Welsh because of the accent. But they they go, you know, it's very funny. I mean, it happened, funny enough, in um, a place outside um, near Oldham in Manchester once. I did a gig there, and it broke me off the office and went, oh, that's really funny, mate, pretending you're Jewish. Mm. And I was just going to say, no, actually, I'm not pretending I'm Jewish. And we carried on and went, yeah, because my, uh, my friend was getting really wound up because he hates the Jewish, and he's <laughs> going to come over and punch you. Brilliant. Right? I thought, well, I, I've got a couple of options here. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of them wasn't to correct his grammar, obviously. Um, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's amazing that people... I mean, I do true so because I want people to believe they are true. I do a story about the one only time I was um, a grave digger. I did it for one day. Yeah. And and I just told friends of mine, they went, you know, you should do that on stage. It's a funny story. So I do that and I do things. And I I hate it when, when comedians go, oh, yeah, by the way, this is true. As if to go, and the rest of it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But sometimes you have to say it for an audience to go, oh, OK, then, you know, mm. we will believe it now. Yeah. Unless you're, like, you're, your comedy is <laughs> quite absurd. So it's yes, just, you know, yes, unless you're breaking out of um, something you've done completely differently. If you're doing one-liners and then you go, actually, here's a true story. Yeah. Then, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because I just, I mean, because there's, there's certain, like, there, there, was, there was a joke that Stuart Lee did about how, um, you know, because Stuart Lee's character that he plays on stage is, you know, like an angry comic. Yeah. Um, he did a joke about Russell Howard and, like, you know, how he... You know, earned four million, didn't give any of it to charity and stuff like that. And when you know, it just wasn't true. And it's just kind of like I kind of felt that kind of sucked. It must have sucked for Russell because you know, he, you know, Stuart Lee is still seen as like a purveyor of truth anyway because he's such a popular comic. Mm-hmm. And then there's people genuinely believing, you know, that Stuart Lee's Stuart Lee is being Stuart Lee, and this is all true. So there must have been like a huge backlash. To Russell saying, you know, well, you're a selfish bastard when, you know, Stuart Lee's just doing it in character. And sometimes, you know, they don't see the, they don't see the funny side of it. They just see the truth side of it. And jokes like that can be kind of, kind of dangerous for the, for the opposition. And like, you know, the, the butt of the joke. Dan, you know, stand up has a certain duty as well to purvey truth. In certain situations like that, if you're just going to get a laugh, it has to be slightly absurd. But like, the way Stuart Lee you know, fires out jokes and stuff. It's very, it's angry, but it's, it comes across as definitely the truth. Well, it's funny you say that. There are some comedians that, um, I, I picked somebody up on, on a, a joke he did the other day um, where he made a joke about uh, his, uh, about the Holocaust, mm. but he did it, it's okay because of my grandfather's in the Holocaust. So the, as an audience, they went, oh, well, that's okay. It wasn't true. Mm. It wasn't true. He did it for the gag. Yeah. Um, and th- those types of things annoy me because you go well first of all you've got the audience's trust and you've lied to them secondly you've basically just done an anti-semitic joke and tried to back it up by going oh it's okay it's like doing a racist joke and going okay it's all right because some of my best friends are black yeah or doing a, a homophobic joke and going sorry you know, some of my best friends are gay i mean mm-hmm. it's just it's it's an excuse to do something which is um wrong yeah okay. yeah it's you know, obviously it depends on the comic sometimes as well, but... you know, Yeah, I mean, like... some, comics, look, some comics will go out purely to offend. I mean, yeah. that's the, you know, they're... Like a, they're like a shock, shock comedian. That's, yeah. that's what they do. And fine, and you know what you're going to expect, and you're, you're probably going to be disappointed if they don't, you know, if they start doing light and fluffy Yeah, I mean, if Frankie Boyle... I mean, because some, you know, I genuinely hear complaints that, oh, Frankie Boyle started talking about how much he loves his kids. What's wrong with him? It's like... 
Well, I mean, he loves his kids, and yeah. you know, sometimes but that his isn't kids what his, funny. That's no. not what his audience want. No, that's they want. They want ruthless humor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, or ruthless humor with a th. If it depends like, what I, material. And it's doing. true because they they could all be you know yeah ruthless, but it's okay. <laughs> I um I I did a gig recently in in Glasgow, and I was the last act on, and uh, it'd been a very good night, and then. Before I went on, the promoter said to me, oh, look, so anyone wants to go on and do five minutes. I'm, do you mind? I went, no, it's fine. Assuming it was an open spot. But no, it turned out that Frankie Boyle in Glasgow wanted to try out some new material yeah. before me. That's tricky. It is tricky that because they're, they're got, setting a certain tone. Well, he got, obviously, a stunning like ovation a star, yeah. walking to the microphone. Yeah. Couldn't start for four or five minutes because of the, the, the excitement and the noise in there. Yeah. You know, and um, and now Aaron Bennett, <laughs> and now someone you don't know who's not even Scottish. <laughs> um, as it so happens, the, the the gig was fine, and I oh, made, that's good. I made some kind of um, you know hilarious joke about following Frankie Boyle mm. um, because that's what I do. I'm it's really, good to work on the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm really really quick witted, um, so it, it was fine. But yeah, that that's um, that that's tricky when you have to do that. I mean, I've had to follow. Um, Harry Hill before I've had to follow mm. Lee Evans before it's it's, it's never easy yeah. when you go yeah that's the famous person you know and love and here's a nobody <laughs> um, so it just you know it's a challenge and um, I said when I first started I didn't want a challenge I wanted to do my 20 minutes and get off the stage I didn't want to be heckled I didn't want to do anything I couldn't understand why people were going yeah I've written some new jokes why why What's wrong, what's wrong with the stuff you've already got? Yeah. But now that's all I want to do is to write new material mm. and and try it out and you know try um, try and be a, a better comic. Yeah. Really. Would you do you have any advice for someone who might be starting out? Yeah, please, please don't. Oh, okay, we don't need the competition. Is that? <sighs> it's really busy. <laughs> Find something else to do. Go into politics. Go, go become an actor. Sure. <laughs> please. Um, don't don't. <laughs> I don't need the competition either. Um, but I mean, I trained. Um, you know, I trained as an actor because I, I started off as a writer and then um, went to no, I went to drama school first. Um, then I was kicked out of drama school and then what I. For? If you don't mind me asking. I mean, I never told you the story. No, no. Really? Yeah. Well, you were like this, being a thespian yourself. So we were in. Um, <laughs> We were Got my having... cock and balls out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the we nursery were... hated it. Um... We were in... It was an end-of-term show. Mm. And um, for this end-of-term show, we were going to have all big producers in, casting directors, directors. It was, going to, it was a big thing, all the staff, obviously. And um, everybody's a little bit nervous about it. But we had a director who hated us, hated drama students, didn't want to be there. Mm. Every rehearsal, all he would do is go, I'm just doing this for the money, I should be directing at the National, I shouldn't be here. Anyway, let's rehearse. Right? Sounds about right. Yeah, um, yeah. So, brilliant. Yeah. And we felt we weren't getting anything from him, and this was an important thing to us. Anyway, one day, we were in the rehearsal room before he arrived, we were all chatting about him, and we all said, yeah, it's awful, we should have a director you know, that wants to be here, that can help us. Um, we should complain. Mm. And everyone went, yeah, 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 will you go and speak to the principal? Right. And I said, okay. As our spokesperson. <laughs> so I went to speak to the principal, and I explained to her the situation, and I said, okay, we're not happy, and told her why. She said, oh, I had no idea about this. Thank you for telling me. I'll, I'll come in now to the rehearsal room, speak to everybody. She came into the rehearsal room with me and said, look, Bennett's just told me this. Um, you all feel the same way. And they all went, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. So she looked at me, and I went, oh. Right, I'm sorry, I've obviously made a mistake. Yeah. So she was a bit annoyed that, you know, I'd wasted her time and she left. And when she left, everybody came over to me and said, look, we're sorry, we, we didn't want to cause any trouble, didn't want to cause a fuss. Yeah. And I went, OK, fine. So, on the opening night, in front of all these casting directors and producers and agents, I changed all my lines mm. and I turned Murder in the Cathedral into a comedy. Good, good. And yeah. the audience were in hysterics. I loved it because the other actors didn't know when to come on, when to, didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the audience were laughing. Then somebody heckled me and I dealt with it and put it down. It was yeah. really, really funny. And sort of spot the, the show a little bit. Um, and then, uh, only a tiny only bit. Only a tiny but... bit. Uh, and then the next day I had a letter from the principal saying the type of thing you did is suitable for a working man's comedy club, oh. not a drama school. I thought, do you know what? 
that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I might start doing that. Yeah. So I um so I left um and then I got a job as a teacher. I taught um speech and drama at a private Catholic girls' school. Right. Which was, as you can imagine, very because I was very young at the time, and mm. that was good fun. Uh, obviously, a bit of a problem being the only man there. There's a bit of a problem with love notes. Yeah. But once I'd apologised, it was fine. Um, and uh, and that was a uh, that was a good. It was, it was all the teachers were nuns. Yeah. Um, and uh, how was your outfit? Uh, well, I liked, um, you know, Dressed Down Friday was great because they all came in jeans and T-shirt and I wore a habit. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, then I started acting a little bit and then started writing sketches and stuff and mm. um, won a writing award and then went on and wrote the popular children's television programme Genie in the House. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I wrote 20-odd episodes of that and a feature film in which I was in. And... Uh, which then took us on to a program called Witch's Witch. Right. <laughs> I didn't think we'd... Oh, OK. <laughs> what an awful show that sounds like. <laughs> oh, it's... Do you know, when it eventually comes on TV in 2025, yeah. it'll be brilliant. <laughs> and they'll ask for series two, and I'll be sitting there with a huge beard, um, <laughs> withered old, because <laughs> yeah, I'm a time traveller. A nice girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, I don't even know how we got onto this subject. Oh, it's all about acting. Um, yes. So I know that's my career in a nutshell. I'm well, stand up in between. Did you? I enjoyed. I mean, cause I'm. I'm really glad that you did Witches Witch. I just want to tell you that now. Oh, that's very nice of you. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have met you. Mm. And I sort of. Do you know what my my parents say? When I sort of get out of our house, Um, you're adopted. I hope you didn't. (laughs) We prefer your brother. I don't know. Well, you know, only sometimes, only sometimes. But when I stop crying, I (laughs) realise they might actually love me a little bit um, because it's nice they're telling me the truth. I guess. (laughs) Um, No, uh, they they they're like, oh, you know, you should make Bennett your mentor. They actually say that. And I was like, oh, First that's of really all, nice. I, I but... don't like the fact your parents speak about me, so let's stop okay. that. Okay, yeah, start. that's fine, that's yeah, fine. Don't want that. And... I mean, they do it through the gaffer tape, so it's okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, they're going to love secondly, it sounds a little bit like Batman and Robin, which sounds really weird. Well... As though they want me to adopt that's you. Why, that's why I've got you on the podcast, <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> right, well, do you want to come and live with me in my big mansion and we can dress up in leather? Okay, yeah, sure, and I'll go in your back cave. Um, yeah, well, that's a good <laughs> Slight euphemism. Um, uh, oh, that's very nice. So yeah, uh, how, do you, how am I meant to mentor you? No clue. Oh, no well, clue. you've come to the right person. I think, I think it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, mentor, mentor. It's like, you haven't really thought about what you're saying, but yes, thank you. Well, what, do you what do you want to do? I mean, uh, I... you're obviously a sort of actor. Yeah, sort of. Um, uh, and now you, you know, we've written a script together. Yes, that was exciting. That wasn't was it? fun. That was good. Yeah. Um, there was no problem with that at all. None um, whatsoever. No, easy, no, not on our side anyway. Easy um, ride, beginning easy, to yeah, end. Yeah, totally fine. I mean, just that. It was yeah, just yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, that was good fun. Hopefully, hopefully, we can do something similar again. Yes. Um, you know, I you're going to be in my web series. I won't tell what role you're playing because it's like a. Otherwise, I just ruin the punchline. Yeah, don't ruin the punchline. But um, very excited about that. Yeah, it's I'll, I'll yeah anyway anyway. <laughs> but do you want do you want to do stand up? Yeah, I want to get back into stand up again. I I I didn't. I got one one comment sort of saddened me a little bit because I mentioned I mentioned in the podcast I want to start doing stand up again, uh, in July, and I got an email, you know. There's this fan section in the intro when they can just send in questions and I answer them. Um, so they got access to an email address. And I mean, so, I, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up with you because you're a stand-up, so it's okay. And, you know, you'll understand because I, I'm not... This is what they said, not me. Um, they said, um, don't do stand-up. No one will believe what you're saying because you're too pretty. Which... I got really upset about. I genuinely got really upset about it because I don't think I'm pretty. I don't think I, I, this isn't me showing my insecurity, but I mean, I don't. I I'm one of those people who don't who thinks uh, if you're if you if you want to do stand up and you enjoy stand up, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you have good enough material, people will laugh. It doesn't matter what you look like. And yeah, I'm weird. I'm a weird looking kid. There's no doubt about it. But 
to have any implication to whether I'll be funny or not by the the way I look. Yes, someone... Yeah, they're going to instantly judge me as soon as I come on stage. But if, if someone's like, oh, you're too ugly or you're um, you're too pretty, so there's no way you're going to have any problems whatsoever, it's kind of sad. I mean, do you, do you feel that way as well? Have you ever thought there's no way someone's going to be funny because the way they look? As, as someone who's worked in the stand-up business and have watched many of a stand-up, do you think that... At any point you've ever gone, that would have been funnier if he looked different. Sorry, I wasn't listening to any of that. I was, uh, I was on my phone. Sorry, say that all again. Okay. Uh, no, it's <laughs> okay. Um, basically, the email. Um... Uh, no, um, I, I think it, as a lot of stand-ups do, you, you take advantage of the way you look. Mm. If you are pretty, and let's face it, you are beautiful. <laughs> you um, charmer. <laughs> so back cave layer. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm delighted we decided to do this podcast naked. I, I think, <laughs> I think that you, you make a thing of it. I mean, I talk, um, do I talk about the way I look on stage? I don't, um, occasionally I might mention it, but I think, I think it, it's something, it's a, it's a personal thing. Mm. There's a, a couple of stand-ups who look very young. They talk about looking young there are bold stand-ups who talk about i mean you know you use that to your advantage yeah uh, i mean i wouldn't there, there used to be a comedian and she very very attractive girl and she would go on and talk about how difficult it was for her because she was so beautiful right now that's not going to work on any level women are going to hate you mm. men are only going to be looking yeah, yeah, so, and judging very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, they'll, they'll have just switched off by going, oh, look, pretty cool. Mm. So, um, and her material was all about that, going, oh, it's so difficult, you know, nobody takes me seriously because mm. I'm so beautiful. And, yeah, you know what, she was very, very attractive. Mm. However, that's not really going to endear yourself, I don't think, to yeah. an audience because there wasn't, it, it, there wasn't a hint of irony about it. Oh, okay. It was yeah. all genuine. That um, it's like, well, what's the name? Um, oh, Joe Brand? No, 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 no. The, the one who was, who did an article about. Um, oh, Samantha Brick. Samantha Brick. Mm. Um, did you ever see the article I yeah. wrote in uh, retaliation to that? No. Oh, it's, I, it had uh, nice feedback. I, I wrote the next day an article saying um, how difficult I find it um, in day to day life because I'm so handsome and how I can't even get onto a bus without a woman, you know, sticking a can of tango in my hand. <laughs> um, uh, are wanting to buy me Shuba Dib Dabs and it's uh, you know I did a, an article so um, I'll link it on you will I'll link it oh yeah this. by all means um, so I think the fact that you would go on stage and go and and talk about the way you look that you are you know ridiculous you know in the way you look and, and how people laugh and mock you behind you but you are aware of this I, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm aware of it. And how everybody on on the, the, the program we did together just could not stop laughing at you because of mm. your stupid face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm used to that. So, I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah. that's fine. So, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So, for them to say to you, oh, you know, nobody's going to take you seriously because you're too pretty, is a complimentary. I'd love that uh, comment. Um, uh, and you just, you know, you don't get upset over that. You use that to your advantage. You go and you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, cause I didn't, I didn't just bring this up so, you know, people were like, oh, you are pretty. But, well, you, you know, did it in funny. a way. Well, you know. no, I, I, I brought it up in a way because I don't see, you know, there's not one point where I've gone, I'm so handsome. It's, I mean, as a joke, I'd say it, but not at one point I've actually genuinely thought it. Yeah. And to, I mean, because... I mean, I've got Crohn's disease, so there's certain things I can't do anyway. And to then that, find out that... But you that, talk about... Yeah, you know, I'll talk that type about of thing Crohn's disease. You, you talk about. Yes, yeah, so it's a it's good material. I mean... Yeah, and I'm, it's personal. Yeah, and people like personal like stories yes. and stuff like that, but I just... And then you talk about how brilliant you are in bed. Yeah, which, uh, you yeah. know... True stories. True stories, you know. <laughs> you know, we won't talk about the crime, but, you know... <laughs> and once, <laughs> once my mum stopped, it was fine. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of... I don't know, I just... I, I'm one of those people who don't like the idea of being at a disadvantage of anything, really. And to be told by someone who's, like, a mysterious person that, you know, they just left their email address to which... It is this! So send angry emails. To then go, you shouldn't do this because you look this way. Well, I, I kind think of that's obviously... Um, was it a girl or a bloke? Uh, it was a bloke, I, I think. Really but, I mean... Th- 
were they just being flirtatious? I don't know. Well, I. I mean, that's not a, that's well, not the, a the, nasty the, comment. That's not something you shouldn't do stand up well, no, because, because you're a, not funny, which would be you know. Well, no, he. I mean, admittedly, he didn't say that, but it was, you know, it was just very to the point. There was no. There was no. I mean, you're very pretty, and you know, I just kind of think it was none of that. It was just. Um, I think you're too pretty, so I think no one would take you seriously. No one would actually think you're a proper stand-up because there's no way that any of the things you're going to say is true or funny. It's like, because you look this way. And it's like, oh. Well, that, that makes... Oh, okay. That, that makes no sense. It, uh, no. Well, because I was, I was paraphrasing, but that's essentially it. Yeah. I mean, I've I've managed to be you know fairly successful um, standard just d- despite my incredibly you know handsome. Oh, because you're looks. radiating. Yeah. A green glow. Yeah. Is... Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. I did warn you before we did this. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it'll stop soon. I um yeah it, you know, having a comment like that it it doesn't make any sense. Nobody you're not. I guess you are judged on your looks for the first three seconds probably. Mm. We all are. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything about that. But it's what you say, not how you look, surely. Mm. Unless you make a big thing of it. Yeah. So There's no, no one... Because I, I genuinely don't believe it, so there, there will be no way I can actually give it any... Like, a, a joke with any conviction. And obviously, what you said about, you know, oh, I can't do this because I'm so beautiful. It, it, if there's no hint, hint of irony whatsoever, then it won't work. Or if someone... If everyone in the room... Just doesn't believe anything you're gonna say. Well, that's the other thing. If you're telling some people don't believe you, mm. um, then 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 it doesn't just it just doesn't work. Yeah. Really. Um, you want you want to take an audience on a journey with you. You want them to be a, a part of your life. And I, mean, I love it when I, I do things and and I I'll bump into an audience member afterwards and they'll go oh, I love that bit you did about this or mm. um, it, it's just. I mean, one of the things I, I talk about um, my my kids, and I say that I've got a little girl called um, Yasmin, who was named after an argument, um, and um, and I've got uh, I've got a little boy, and I was allowed to choose my little boy's name, so we got Yasmin and Wolverine, <laughs> and uh, and then I talk about you know Wolvie being in school and and different things, mm. and I would say after every gig, at least two people come to me and go, is is it. Is his real name Wolverine? And what I like about that is the fact, A, they've been listening and they've remembered. remembered, And also because I talk, I tell true stories, they're now going, well, is that bit true as well? Yeah, yeah. So, which is, you know, it's it's very nice. It shows that an audience has gone on on the journey with you. Yeah, yeah, which is what I like. I'm I'm currently, I mean, I say currently, I'm sure I'll stick with it, but I'm like a huge fan of Louis C.K., And at the moment, I just connect with his comedy as, you know, as much as I do with, you know, any other current uh, comedian. I think it's because I'm also slightly miserable at the moment, but I like the, you know, the way he speaks and, you know, how angry he gets, essentially. But he also speaks about his kids quite a lot. And Mm. I mean, like, I'm one of those people who be like, I can't wait to have kids just so I have access to that material and sort of thing. So I sort of like watch him as like, if if I if I were to stick with stand up and start doing it more and you know really really do it, that's the sort of comedian that I'd want to be when I'm older. Along with along with you, Venner. Yeah, a bit late now. Touch of it. Touch of it. I met Louis C.K. Oh wow! In well, when I first started, ninety seven, ninety eight, mm. at the Comedy Store in London. Yeah. I was doing an open spot. He was doing a normal spot, and I mean, he was no big name then at all mm. and I thought he was brilliant I thought he was the funniest person seen. and we chatted for ages afterwards he gave me his telephone number and uh, he went if you're ever in uh, New York uh, let me know because you'll go down really well in the clubs and I, I was very new and I, I, I actually I remember ringing him once or twice and uh, we chatted about it and he sorted out gigs for me and I thought well, oh, I'm, well. you know that they, they were particularly well but they weren't particularly well paid gigs at all mm. I thought well, I can't go all the way over to New York to do a couple of tryout things yeah. you know when you look back at things you I don't really regret uh, anything but I do sort of look back and go maybe I should have taken that advantage I can't imagine for a moment he'd remember who I am now Yeah. but that was a nice thing but of course I worked with um, Ricky Gervais um, recently um, doing support on some of his um, sort of warm up gigs 
and uh, and yeah, we've chatted because they're very good friends, and we were chatting about about him, and uh, you know, he's just gone huge, Louis C.K. and absolutely right, very very talented. But he um, it took him about fifteen yeah. years before he went. Well, I, I hate this what I'm doing now. I'm going to do something. To, and and more truth, yeah, because he was, more, he was more absurd and yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, how how was it like um, supporting Ricky for his tough times? Uh, <laughs> um, it was very nice. I only did a few dates, um, and I didn't do any of the massive venues. But it was, uh, it was, it was good fun. It's it's always weird when you're when you're supporting somebody because, you know, they haven't come to see you. Yeah. Um. So you, you know, it's like a support band. They 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 might like it, they might not. But I have to say, every gig I did was was lovely. Yeah. Um, because he did a nice introduction, going, you know, he's a good friend of mine, a good comedian. Brother. So they they went, oh, okay, well then that's you know, then we support we, we, him. We'll if support Ricky him. We'll trust us. Yeah. So it was. I I loved it. I yeah. really uh really enjoyed. It. He's a you know he's a nice guy, mm. and it was uh it was good fun. And hopefully you know if he keeps at it, he'll do, he'll do well. One day, hopefully, one day. Yeah, I mean, he does crossed. deserve it. He has been doing it for a long time. So. Yeah, I hope it'll 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 kick in mm. soon. So, um, because I think that office uh, show is is quite good. So I don't know. What no, you don't. About. Know. Oh, okay. No, okay. Not um, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like talking to you, Bennett, because you've you've actually got good stories. Oh, well, that's very nice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, none of which are true. None of which are true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a stand-up. <laughs> I'm a professional identity thief. <laughs> what would I mean? Because this is this is not complete. I mean, we've had like a serious talk about stand-up and stuff. But what would your superhero name be? Because I do like the name Operation Hydrogen. Um, so I, my superhero name, I think I would choose Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Yeah, because then if everyone, oh, Wonder Man, Wonder Man, can you save me? And I go, I wonder. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so I quite like that, and uh, I think Operation Hydrogen would be um, would be a good name with a big H uh, on my chest. Although yeah. I'd probably end up having a helicopter landing on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, or be confused from somebody out of Steps, the popular music band. <laughs> Uh, God, what's happening to him? Cocaine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you know, I'm I'm a big uh, superhero fan. Mm. I because um, I've been I've been staring at the Spider Man. I haven't been listening to what you're saying. I've just been looking at the Spider Man T-shirt. Oh yeah, I have. Uh... <laughs> I don't have a Spider Man. T- I'm naked. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not a web. I'm a hairy chest. <laughs> um, That's where I shave the Haitian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm a big. I mean, since I was oh, God five or six, mm. um, and uh, and what was lovely was that about fifteen years ago, my mother I had a chance to be a superhero. My no, well, almost. Uh, my mum threw out my comic book collection, and I worked out how much money that was. It was up then forty uh, fifteen years ago. Which you know, superhero films weren't as big as they are now. Obviously, mm. then it was forty-five thousand pounds worth of money. Oh. Do you know how much money forty-five thousand pound is, Sean? It's it's about forty-five thousand. That's exactly what it is. Jesus. Yes, and that was back then. So now I I don't know now that you know comic books. Forty. She threw out my comic book collection. Um, but the good thing is the kids know this, so they remind my mum every time they see her. Yeah. Um, we I, could have been forty-five thousand yeah. pounds richer. Yeah. Oh, look at that person with a new iPhone, which I could have had if we'd had. One. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but yes, I've collected comic books um, for a long time, and I still do. And I like superhero films apart from the new Man of Steel, which I hated. Oh, really? I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard I've heard good things. Yeah, everybody keeps saying good things because they're ignorant. <laughs> I mean, no one can fly. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a stupid film. Oh. It's a big pile of super poo. <laughs> it's. it's I, I heard it gets quite visual, it, um, and because you're blind, you, you, there was no point in it. There was no point. What an awful thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I didn't like it on uh, every level. It was it was too long. It was too noisy. <laughs> the, the sec- I, but by noisy, I just mean it was the same fight scene going over and over and over. Yeah. It was like watching Transformers on a loop, and the story didn't make any sense whatsoever. Russell Crowe was in it, which is always a bad thing. Right. And then he ca- and then when you go, oh good, he's dead. This doesn't spoil it. You know, Superman's father gets killed, and then you go, oh good, he's oh god, he's back again. 
and he's he, 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 oh, just every now and then he'd, he'd have this look which would go look at me acting um yeah I'm it's weird Jor-El when you say that Barilli. right into the screen it's just, yeah um yeah, and and Kevin Costner oh, just going, you're here for a reason, son. Oh God, shut up! It's, it was so, it was <laughs> such up its own super backside. It was irritating, yeah. and the plot didn't make sense. Uh, it was like, right, come with us. Oh, and bring Lois Lane. Why? Um, She's pretty. Yeah, bring bring her. It doesn't make why. Why would you want to bring her? Uh, the, that doesn't make yeah. Uh, oh, I see why you want to bring her, so that it helps the subplot. Okay, now that, that makes a lot of ah. sense. Uh, yeah, just um, a, a bad, bad film. Yeah. Unlike The Avengers, which was, was brilliant. Awesome. yeah. And one of the greatest things ever made in the history of cinema. <laughs> um, but there's some good films coming up, some superhero films. Um, yeah. Um, the, the new X-Men film, I think, is good to be very good. Have you seen the advertisement for Wolverine, the new Wolverine film? That looks... I I, I hated Origins. Oh, Origins so. was, was awful, but yeah. it looks like they're following one of the uh, very good comic book stories with the new Wolverine ah, okay. film. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the last Spider-Man film was fine, just didn't need it. Mm. That was you, all. They've already... Commission third and yeah, third and yeah, fourth yeah. ones. Yeah. Even though the second one's not even out. Yeah. So. And you go, fine, well, but I like the other ones. I you really like the like... third one? Of oh, not the, the third one. My God. Venom. Awful. Venom is one of my favourite villains of all time. They made him so shit in it. And just to be, you know, sort of like a part of it along with Sandman. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Venom needs his own movie. Yeah, and Sandman also. I love Sandman. Sandman's yeah. great. And um, and there's some just ridiculous bits in it, like when um, the um, the butler of um, the Green Goblin, what's his name, Harry Osborn, went said to Peter Parker. Oh, by the way, I oh, know said to um, said to what's the son's name, Harry Osborn, and Norman Osborn was the father. Harry was the son. Mm. Said to the son, uh, Oh, by the way, you know the night your dad died, and you know you you know you've been really depressed and wreaking vengeance. Everybody forgot to tell you, so Spider Man, you're gonna love this. Spider Man didn't kill him. He saved him. No, really? Oh, I'll be his best friend forever now. Uh, why didn't you tell him that right at the beginning? Why didn't you tell him that right? Because then, you know, it would have been better as opposed to keeping <laughs> it to yourself, you stupid butler. I just want to see what happened. Yeah. And, yeah. admittedly, didn't really work out. A lot of deaths. Yeah. But, you know. But see, my son loved that film. Of course he would. It was made for kids. Mm. Spider-Man 3 was made for kids. Yeah. Um... Uh, I think the the second Spider-Man film was excellent with Doctor Octopus. Really, mm. really good film. I agree with that. Um, Actually, the first one was pretty good as well. The first one was very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, you know they have. I so said the Avengers was good. The last X Men, the X Men film, first class. X Men first class, was, first class awesome. was very good. The first two X Men films were great. The third one Fun. again awful. It was basically them going, ah, let's do this. Yeah. Let's uh, not well, think about it. It's just a. It's a different director, and they yeah. they didn't have a story, and they went, oh, we'll kill them, and then bring them back at the end. Mm. Um, so yeah. The new X Men film is going to be interesting because it's uh, it's it's a time travelly one. And oh, is it? I yeah, because it's it's going to include everybody from future, past, current. Oh, I see X-Men, what they're doing because that's what that, that's the only way they can bring in Professor X again. Yeah. By going, oh, let's go back in time. Yeah. Um. So and I like going. Uh, I like <laughs> time as as a <coughs> time traveller. <laughs> um. I think I think this is this is this is the end. Uh, well, of life itself. Well, that's a horrible way to tell people. <laughs> well, you've been radiating for a while now, and <laughs> as your Sorry, skin but... falls off, and I'm gonna have to hoover now. So, <laughs> would you actually? No, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> How would you feel if I actually told you that you were radiating and I didn't want to? You'd be like going into the couch, just slowly decapitating the couch, and you're slowly dying. Would you be annoyed if I actually? I, told I'd, you? I'd be annoyed. Uh, I of the phrase decapitating the couch more than anything else <laughs> because you if you're going to try and personify you know an inanimate object surely you're going to have to find something better than decapitating the couch well, no. so that's what would annoy <laughs> well, that's me my, the most. that's my punk band name so decapitating the couch yeah seriously if you start a band that has to be the, be the band name yeah it's fine yeah I'll be in that yeah do you want to what do you play um Video games? <laughs> <laughs> Mainly backgammon. Okay, that's fair enough. So I can play that in the yeah. band. Okay, all right then. Well, well, we'll get started on that and um, just end the podcast. I usually, actually, I don't think I did it last time, but it doesn't really matter. Um, 
and on another podcast. It, it doesn't matter. You don't have to listen to that but one. What no are you one has pointing to. at again? Oh, it's just behind. <laughs> behind. I've got the past behind me, man. Right. Sorry. <laughs> That's how I can hear people complaining. Um, right. You really, you, sh- are, you really are very pretty. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You've, I've already fallen for you. I don't need to. <laughs> you shouldn't do slander. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I just, it upset me. I mean, it's, it's like a weird... It's like a compliment. It, of course it's a compliment. I, I still didn't take it as one at all. It's, it's, you're much too handsome to sleep with. I mean, that, that's another weird... Um, not that I've you ever get had that, that all the time, don't you? I, I used to in my youth. Um, uh, not, not so much now. Uh, now I get more of, Ugh. but you you're know. too you're too married to sleep with. Said well, your wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I usually I usually leave the last, you know, last sentence or two depending on. I mean, you might want to do a monologue. You might want to do your stand up set to one person, Edinburgh. Um, so, I give you the chance. Just the the last thing to be said on the podcast is by you saying this as complicated as possible to confuse you so you can no longer think of anything to say <laughs> I just pointed and laughed at you I'm so sorry basically um, last thing on the podcast can be said by you I won't say goodbye and then that'll be it it's the last thing if you want to advertise something just before go for it anything you might have a show that's coming up soon you might have a documentary again if you want um, um, well I've got um, I got uh, I've got some DVDs um, not mm, mine I'm just saying no. on eBay <laughs> X-Men mainly um, <laughs> um, I've uh, no if anybody wants to follow here we go this is modern if anybody wants to follow me on the Twitter um, on it, the Twitter it's, uh, <laughs> there, go, there, there goes your modern age points um, uh, it's um, uh, at Bennett Aaron uh, I'm on Facebook but don't bother because I only really accept friends although I do have a fan page do you? on, oh, okay. on Facebook which is again my name it's quite easy to remember mm. um, and I've got a website which is bennettaron.com um, <clears throat> and um, I've got some really irritating habits uh, and uh, yes, by all means, come and see me uh, doing stand-up, and you'll hear about um, me talking about stuff that I've done. You you won't see me on programs like um, Mock the Week or Have I Got News for You or Michael McIntyre's Roadshow, um, but that's out of choice. Not mine, to be fair, <laughs> but still. And you're too pretty, apparently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bless you. Fucking email. Um, uh, to end it, you might as well talk about what was your one of your weird habits. Goodbye, people. What is Bennett? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna lay like this, like so, like paint me. That's what I want you to do. I want you to paint me. Um, well, I'll show you. Do you first of all? Do you think this looks slightly weird? Let me just there that. Do you think that's really small, or do you think that's how it should be? Is that the normal size? <laughs>